Vanderpump motherfucking rules is back and it's 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 fresh and it's new but it's also nostalgic and reminiscent of the early great golden years ugh it's like last season never happened you know real big shout out to Ryan Bailey Ryan Bailey never gave up on them and i was one of the people among many who was like, cancel the show. They're done. It's over. They can't do it without the problematic four. And I was wrong. You know what it was? Last season, they were, they were not living in their truths. It wasn't their fault. Lala didn't know about Rand. Well, we'll get into that. And Katie and Tom were, Katie was holding on for dear life. And Raquel, it was like that was the last year of them being in that phase. And you know what? We've all been in long-term toxic situations and that last year is the ugliest. And that's what we witnessed. That's what we w- witnessed last season. Excuse me. But this year, everything feels different, but like the the amount of moving parts, the amount of god danger is that the right word? Inhib- like lack of inhibition, intensity, honesty, rawness, all of that. It's all there. So it still feels authentic. It's very glossy to the production value. Like they say, well, let's throw some more money at this. It's giving euphoria. Uh, Bravo while black, Kaya and Aaron, uh, over at Bravo All Black, shout out always. Oh my God, if you don't listen to them, listen to them. Uh, Kaya commented on my post about it being very euphoria at the very end with like the slow motion shots of the crowd and just like looking towards the camera. It was so euphoria. She commented that it's giving Laguna, no, what did she say? What did she say, Laguna Beach or the hills? I think she said Laguna Beach, but also the hill. It's giving glossy. It's giving drama. There are definitely some staged elements that are very noticeable, but like that's Vanderpump rules. It's always been like that from day one. But once they get into the meat of it, there's no denying that it is really going down. Except for a couple parts. Except for a couple parts. But we'll talk all about that. Okay. So let's let's just get into it. Cause there's I have pages of notes because there's so much to say. Here at She Speaks Bravo, we believe that Bravo TV is a great form of self-care and therapy. Look at me. I've been using it for over a decade, and I am a complete mess. That's me, by the way. I'm Emily, and I'm your host on this journey. What is this, honey? I love that. If you're not already subscribed, get subscribed and hit that notification bell, because I'm releasing new episodes at least three times a week. I talk Bravo, I talk true crime, and sometimes I talk a little scripted. So whatever you're here for, I hope you enjoy the show. So they open on the wedding vows, and I get it. They think they're tugging at heartstrings here, but for me, I felt nothing. I felt nothing at the time, too, honestly. We all know by now I'm not a sucker for weddings, but... We had watched a whole season of them being 
monsters to each other and none of it was a sign they should get married. But because they got it together the last, like, what, month? Not even before the wedding. It was like, no, we like them. It's like, just because Schwartz is crying and he managed to write some vows. By the way, our standards and our expectations for Schwartz are so fucking low that he wrote some vows and cried a little bit. That's barely action. So anyway, they they show those vows. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm getting mad again. They show the vows. But then they cut to present day, and Katie has never looked better. She's got her bob. She's got this great blue dress with the cute neckline. I don't know what they're called. I don't know what that neckline's called, but she looks great. She looks chic. Schwartz looks rough. He looks like he, which I've said this forever, Schwartz is like bordering on an addiction problem. He's lovable and he's cute, but the way he would snap at Katie when he was fucked up was like, oh, okay, that's actually really not good. That's dark. What season was that? The season that Jax cheats on Brittany with Faith. There's a scene where, where Ariana goes, every time you see Schwartz, he's shwasted. And Schwartz had been up drinking all night and was at a daytime party. And he was like barely able to keep his head up. Schwartz has just always gotten away. He doesn't get away. He goes unnoticed. Because when you're up against like James, it's easy not to notice. And he doesn't get, he's not like crashing cars or he's not loud. You know, it's not like when James would be like screaming at people. So you're like, you have a problem. But Schwartz looks really rough. So anyway, last winter, Katie asked Tom for a divorce, which just sounds so, oh my God. This is where we are in this cast. We've been with them for this long that we are now seeing a divorce between two full-time cast members. They are equally valued on the show. They have been married on the show, and we are getting a divorce. It's our first true Bravo divorce. I got into a bit of a debate about this with some people when I posted about that on Instagram a couple months ago. I know that we've seen divorce, but at this point, it's what I talked about with Pia uh, when we were covering Summer House last season. And I was like, I would really love a divorce between Kyle and Amanda. I do take it back. They seem to be fine. Like, I don't know if that's just an act. I don't know if they're just really, excuse me, cognizant of the cameras because they know what they looked like last year. And that's a thing. But it seems genuine. But uh, Schwartz goes, she laid it all out and it made perfect sense. I can't really give you the specifics because... I was so upset I wasn't really listening. Doesn't that just say it all? Then he goes, but also, I don't want to ask her again because one of the reasons she broke up with me is because I'm not a good listener. Like, isn't this (sighs) This is the breakup they should have had in season three. Pia and I are recapping. Oh, by the way, everybody. Pia will be joining me for this season of Vanderpump Rules. She'll be recapping the entire season of season 10 Vanderpump Rules with me. So 
be excited for sure. The only reason she's not recapping with me today is because she has been working her ass off, ass off, and it's award season. And award season at Soho House West Hollywood is the craziest. I I can't even put it into words. And so she was working every single day for the last 10 days because she's going out of town. Everyone wish her well. She's going back home. Uh, I think she leaves tomorrow, which is Friday. She's going back home for her granddad's funeral who passed away a couple weeks ago. Was that? I have no concept of time. Was it right before Christmas? I think it was. So very sad, but um, to make up for the time that she had to take off work during this busy season, they do that horrible thing that work does where they're like, okay, well, you're going to work every single day. She might have requested it, but more than likely they were like, well, because I'm going to have to switch everyone's schedule, you're going to work every single day. And when it's a busy, busy season and you're working every single day, no. So I was like, you need to take this week off. So she will be joining me. Anyway, the reason I brought Pia up is because we are covering season three and we're watching. That's the season where Schwartz gets outed for making out with some chick at a party, but also there's rumblings that he had sex with some girl in Miami. And... Katie does not have enough self-worth to realize that he's he hurts her, but then he doesn't really do enough to make it up to her. What she ends up doing is coming down to his level and just adjusting her wants and needs because he he's not going to give her what, like her standards are up here. He's like, well, I'm not coming up there. So she's like, okay, what about down here? He's like, okay, I didn't do anything. She's like, that's fine. Just She just wanted to know that he wanted to marry her. And when we know how that was, she had to drag it out of him. So this conversation where she's sitting him down and telling him, this is why I want to divorce X, Y, and Z, all of these things, and he can't even bother to listen, that's right there. This conversation should have happened before. Katie's like, I know I'm not the only one going through a breakup. Which is like, this is just, the producers are like, what a season. What a season. She's like, James and Raquel called off their engagement. Lala had to leave Randall because of all that. And they have a kid. Like, yeah, we got a lot of moving parts. But, you know, she wants to remain friends. This ominous music is playing. She's like, but the one thing we agreed on, don't hook up with anyone in the friend group. Boom. They do get a flash to him asking if she's gone on any dates. And when she says yes, he's like, ew, I wish I hadn't asked. So then we cut to this gorgeous new intro. It's delicious. It's just perfect. Get us out of Sir. Open it up. Open it up. This is, thank you. Like, it's bigger now. We're all over LA. We've got multiple venues. Schwartz drops the dogs off at Katie's new apartment. Looks very cute. Looks very small. But I bet that fucker costs like $3,200 a month, if not more. No, I'll give it $3,200. 32 for a single, for a one bedroom. 
James, the first, I just love that the first image we get of James is him driving in his car, jamming out to his own. And he's like, oh, little James Kennedy. And he's like jamming out to his own music. Loving it. And it was actually, you know, I don't hate on James's songs because they're just, you know, they're just silly. And you can imagine him like behind the DJ booth being like, yeah, this is it. Mm. They do that trickery thing, right? Where the phone rings and James goes, hi, my love. And then they split screen, split screen over to Raquel, who's like, hi, but she's talking to Charlie and James talking to Allie. You see how they did that? So, Jane, according to Jane, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let me, let me warm up for this because I'm a little pissed off about Allie being on this fucking show. Okay, here's why. I watched this chick at, okay, I went to Tom's show, Tom Sandoval's show in uh, January. Yes, it was a Christmas present from my sister-in-law. And fun show. I've talked about it before. I've also talked about this before, but if you are new here, listen up, okay? I did not know who I was paying attention to when I just was looking at, I'm not going to say this other person because he is a big content creator and has quite a big following, um, but I was just observing people like you do. And I was like, who is this gay and his two girls? Because he was doing the fucking most. He wouldn't settle down. Everything he was doing was looking around. He was looking around at everybody and he was trying to like see what was going on. He just felt like someone who was not, he was there to be seen. He was there to leech on to the cast and it wasn't, um, he wasn't there to have fun. He was there to, you know, be one of those people. And obviously that is not my style. So I was like, Ugh, this is, who is this guy? And the girls that were with him were equally, like, they look so young, the girls, especially Allie. But I didn't know her name at the time. She was just some young, she looked like she was, if I had to guess, 18, 19 years old. But also looking around, just looking around, like, like checking to make sure she wasn't missing anything and just had a, like, I even pointed her out to my sister because that's who I went with, my sister and my, and her, um, my brother-in-law and was like who like do you see them they even noted them like it was like who are these people because it was like so distracting how much they weren't just having a good time but they were just like we are here looking for the Vanderpump Rules cast because they were a bunch of them were there so then we spot James like holding this kind of like kind of hanging out with this chick kind of holding her hand a little bit and we're like wait a minute like it wasn't um it was kind of hard to explain she was definitely like leeching onto him it wasn't like it, it, there was just zero chemistry there it kind of more felt like she was uh desperate and then at one point he goes behind the like backstagey area it's just like a curtain that separates it to where like you would get onto the stage uh, but there's like a little area where you like the talent can obviously like do their thing. And I could see James through the curtain. 
at this point, I was off of like the dance floor right in front of the stage area because it like Tom literally performs for two hours. And I was like, okay, I need a break. And so I was, I just happened to be right outside of that. Not intentional. It was kind of like, oh, I didn't even notice that. So James had just gone in there. Allie goes to go in there. Maybe like two minutes after after James had. So he he didn't realize Allie was doing this. So she's not let in. Security's like, hey, you are not one of the people. And she's like, oh my God, I used there. And she's like getting upset and being like, are you kidding? Like I'm with him. Then James, I can see from inside, does see that Allie's being stopped by security and doesn't do a thing. He doesn't go out and get her. He doesn't say she's cool. Does nothing. So it leads me to feel like she was kind of like not really that big a deal. It didn't feel like, it didn't feel like he had an ounce of respect for her. And she was so desperado vibes, not as someone who knew anything other than what I was observing. So I am irritated that this chick who clearly wanted she she wanted to get James because James was newly single, found a way to do that because she wanted to be on the fucking show. James started wanting Lala. When he couldn't get Lala, he went to Raquel, proclaimed his love for her. I love Raquel. I love Raquel. I love Raquel. It was all bullshit. He was cheating on her left and right. He was getting busted left and right, denying it left and right. Raquel was choosing to believe it. Then he loses Raquel. And like, do you see how he keeps kind of going like mousier and mousier and mousier? Lala, strong Lala. Raquel, sweet Raquel, strong, but still sweet Raquel. Then Allie. Uh Uh-uh. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to honor this bullshit relationship. Okay. No, thank you. I don't want to. I'm sure she's nice. But also very, very confusing. And I will. We will circle back next week once Pia's back. Because fucking James says she works at Soho House. Pia works at Soho House. And Pia and I would have known about the chick at Soho House who was dating James Kennedy. Pia would have been like, oh my fucking God, one of the people at Soho House works, or one of the people at Soho lives with James Kennedy. Like, this would have gotten back to us. So I text Pia today and was like, "Um, hi, apparently Allie works at fucking Soho. Let me find it. Sorry, one second. So she looks up her her title because there's like a big group work chat that they have to all be on. And when you look her up, she's deactivated her profile. So maybe she doesn't work there anymore. But it looks like it was going to say club reception, club reception. And I know that that's the position where they, they, they sit in an office and have to answer phones all day and deal with like very obnoxious questions, very obnoxious questions. Um, so I am baffled by this chick. You work at Soho, but we've never heard of you. No one know, like, who are you? And I could find out much more information on her. I have a lot of connections to the cast of Vanderpump Rules, like a lot. But Pia's going to look into it. Pia's going to ask around. She's going to dig around at Soho and figure out what's going on with this chick. If she still works there, what's the tea? Does she? Did she quit? 
Did she just start living with James? Is she living off of James? I, I put more, I put, you know, I obviously have my opinions on the way, on the way James is handling it. Cause James is like the one jumping into the relationship and pulling someone in, but she's not some sweet, innocent girl. She knows exactly what she's fucking doing. Okay. She knows exactly what she's doing. That was a tangent. Why is he applying powder as he explains why his relationship is legit? Was that him thinking that hopefully it wouldn't make it to cut? Like the final cut or something? It's like he's never done that. Oh, that reminds me. I should put on powder. Raquel is giving me... She's kind of annoying me in her confessionals. Sorry. I know we're supposed to like love Raquel. But she's like... His new girlfriend looks exactly like his mom. He's got some real mommy issues. And then she laughs. Why is that funny? He does. Why is that funny? So here's the thing. Here's here's the thing. I'm going to try really hard here, but Raquel, Raquel, I'm going to struggle here. All right? Because I've struggled a lot through this episode with her. If you ever feel like you want to get into the supplement game, but you're not really sure where to start, or if you already take supplements, but you feel like you're missing something, I recommend Care Of because Care Of comes with my favorite thing in the world, a quiz. You take a short quiz and it's in-depth about your lifestyle, like how active you are, what you're eating, how much water you take in, what your health goals are, and you get a personalized doctor-backed list of recommended vitamins, supplements, powders, and it is a subscription service, so it's delivered right to your door conveniently every month. Each shipment comes with a custom pamphlet showing you exactly what is in your individual daily packs. These packs are perfect too because you can throw them in your bag for the day or if you're traveling, you can easily pack them with you. And it explains why it was recommended specifically for you and whatever your goals were. My favorite part is Care-of's free app, which allows you to track your progress and how you're feeling. So you can earn rewards like discounts and merch simply by taking your vitamins daily. Isn't that cute? I like that part. When I took the quiz, I had to be honest about how many veggies I take in a day because then what it told me was due to, you know, maybe not the best amount of vegetables, here's a way to supplement the lack of nutrition I might be getting. I was also able to check off that I have joint pain that I would like to address and other various health goals that I have. And I got the list of everything that was recommended and why, what each vitamin would help with, etc. I received my vitamins maybe a little less than a week ago. Love the packaging, love the branding. And like I said, they come in the cute daily packs. Very convenient, takes the guesswork out of it. Just plop them all in your hand, take them at once. And it also is helpful to be able to refer back to the pamphlet that comes with it, which breaks down all of the vitamins and supplements that are in there. For 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code SHESPEAKS50. One more time, for 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code SHESPEAKS50. Okay, so I tried to cook uh, a recipe I found off Pinterest because I'm like, okay, I got to start cooking at home. I got to save money. I got to eat right. And by the time I would have 
got all the ingredients and paid for these ingredients that I would never use again, it would have a cost way more money than had I just ordered delivery and B would have taken way too much of my damn time. I would have had to gone to the grocery store and then I would have had to cook it and then I would have had to clean up. Excuse me. This is why HelloFresh is the way to go. HelloFresh, you can skip the trip to the grocery store. With HelloFresh, you can select based on your lifestyle or meal preferences. So you can do fit and wholesome or veggie, family friendly, and then skip the grocery store. Skip getting a bunch of ingredients you're never going to use again, because each of these recipes come with pre-portioned ingredients and easy to follow recipe cards. So all you have to do is follow the recipe card with the pre-portioned ingredients. You got a meal. Then you just have to clean up short. You got to do a little cleaning. All right, fine. But at least I didn't have to go to the grocery store. And at least I didn't have to find all the things at the grocery store and pay for all the things. I was so irritated, you guys. Who the hell gets psyllium husk? I'm never going to use that again. And what's really fun about HelloFresh is you can get kind of flavorful meals that you wouldn't normally make like falafel power bowls or southwest pork and bean burritos just things that have ingredients in them that normally you wouldn't have but you get them pre-portioned and then you're done you don't have to worry about them again because i do want to eat beyond what i normally would get when i go to the grocery store for the basics and that's why hello fresh is so perfect variety mix it up keep it interesting because that's my problem and that's why i end up ordering delivery and here's the thing about hello fresh it's way cheaper than delivery i am going broke on delivery. HelloFresh meals are still delivered to your door. You just need to cook them. So best of both worlds, if you ask me. Go to HelloFresh.com slash SheSpeaks65 and use code SheSpeaks65 for 65% off plus free shipping. One more time. Go to HelloFresh.com slash SheSpeaks65. Use code SheSpeaks65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Don't forget, HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. All right, we're at Schwartz and Sandy's. And Tom Sandoval comes in with a box of thrifting finds. And it is just there to ruin poor Lucinda's life. Lucinda's the designer. She looks at one of the trinkets he's bringing in she's like for what what the what do you want me to do with this tom how many fucking trinkets have you brought me what what do you want tom what do you want me to do with this you know the last thing i need is for another stupid thing to come in here tom has like a whole confessional persona we've actually made a lot of progress since our unprogress party <laughs> Oh, calm down, dude. Whoa. Um, it is six. They've invested a million dollars, by the way. But it is six days and six days, six days until the Daily Mail party. And Lucinda's like, can we please? As of Friday, no more changes. And Schwartz is like, I like making changes. Ugh. <sighs> Schwartz is like, man, I'm drowning, dude. The divorce, selling the house. So when he listed his bills, 
Oh my God. Let's do the math. Okay. Let's do the, let's just, we're going to estimate bills and stuff too because he didn't give details. $6,000 is his portion of their mortgage. $3,500 in rent for him plus bills for the rent. Uh, for his apartment. So let's put that because you're going to have like air conditioning. Let's put that at around mm, 250. That's that's high, but let's go high. Why not? Plus the lease on Schwartz and Sandy's commercial real estate. Commercial properties cost so much fucking money. Oh my God. We're already at 9,750. So then let's put that, let's put his portion. Let's go low 5,000 probably more. So every month he's definitely got to have at least $15,000. And then Sandoval's like, once you get money from the selling the house, you can put that into here. Ha ha. And Schwartz is like, you know, it was fun being friends. In his mind, he's like, it's been fun being friends, but you actually really fucking pissed me off. So you do okay. He goes, This is the exact line. He goes, It's good to have you fucking dialed. You're the best partner ever when we have your attention. There is a moment there where I was incredibly frustrated with you. Sandoval's face is like, What? The cameras are on us, dude. You're not so what? My persona is that I have my shit together, and Katie's crazy for ever saying that I'm the one who doesn't have my shit together. And you're the one who doesn't have his shit together. What the fuck are you doing? Like, that was the vibe I got. And Schwartz, Schwartz quickly, quickly shifts it. He's like, no, no, because that's, which is great, which is a great show. It was escapism. And, and Sandoval's like, yeah, yeah, exactly, right? But then Schwartz goes, it was escapism at my cost. That's fucked up well you're doing a restaurant opening three month stretch schwartz said that he could not get a hold of sandoval three months months oh my god that's not that's bleeding money bleeding it scary i just oof. i'm having like because I've done so many restaurant openings. Oh, my God. My whole body is, like, shuddering. Because, of course, Sandoval wants to be involved in the decision-making because he's such a control freak. But then he won't be available. Are you crazy? So Schwartz had to sit him down and tell him, we're going to run out of money. Okay? And Sandoval goes... Yeah, man, just be, just be an idiot with you and suggest doing another late-night deep dive. And Schwartz is like, I am going through the worst time in my life. Shrooming would not be good right now, which is true. Oh, my, my friend Heather, when she was going through one of her worst times in her life, she loved shrooming because she would cry because she's always like kind of held everything in. And she she said, I knew what she meant by this, but we were with we were with a friend who didn't have context. And she said to the friend, she's like, oh, my God, you should do shrooms. You'll just cry the whole time. As if that was a plus. <laughs> Weird sir, James. James is setting up his DJ booth. Raquel is clocking in and fucking Peter. Look, I know there's people who love Peter. I, I know. It's the people who I really respect. But 
those people who 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 love Peter, would you want Peter to be hitting on you? Because he needs someone. He's desperate for someone who is into him. Because he does this with everyone and everyone gets scared. And he's like, why does no one like me? Because he's like, uh, so the other night was a lot of fun. We still didn't get you those nachos, though. I have this never-ending request to get you those nachos. And you know what happened. You know, like, they were out. And Raquel was wasted. And she's like, I want nachos. Oh, I want nachos. And then, like, Peter's latching on to that. Can't forget about it. But Raquel thinks that she can she can turn Peter into, like, some kind of – she's like, Peter's an actual man and not a man-child. So Peter goes, okay, so, like, let's go get nachos. And Raquel's like, I want to keep it very casual and low-key. What she's clearly meaning is like, don't think this is anything more than like something, not a big deal. And then Peter goes, oh, well, yeah, I'm not going to be wearing like a suit. <laughs> okay. Yes, she meant dress dressing casual, dude. Come on now. And now we go to Tom Tom. And I just love that we're going from venue to venue. You know, we're going all over the place. Ariana and Katie... They are arriving as like the, you know, queens that they are. Like, this is our spot. We dominate. That must feel so fun. Katie asks, she's like, is it cool if I invited Lala? And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. They got in a fight. And like, actually, they really did fight. Even at the reunion, they were fighting. Lala was conferenced in and Ariana took her earpiece out at one point. She's like, are you talking? And like, took it out, which was fun. I am okay. Ariana's confessional look. I like that they went avant garde with her makeup, but the hair wasn't fully executed. I was like, are we not last looks? Hello? Who sent her out of the chair like that? I hate that I'm saying that. I hope it was no one that is listening to this podcast. Oh, I hope no one listens. I actually just realized that. I hope the hair and makeup people don't listen to my podcast and hear me talking shit. Because you know what? you do. They work hard. Hair and makeup people work their ass off. But it wasn't curled on her. Would that be her right side? Her right side. So the one side was done and the other side was like there were a bunch of straight pieces. The part wasn't fully in the center. I wanted to see the pieces in the front that were fully laid flat to be like that center part. Better done. Like better laid flat and then more of a poof in the back like it needed to like give it go for it if you're gonna do it go for it just like wasn't fully realized so it just made it like took away from the makeup because the, the liner is fantastic and ariana by the way in person is beyond stunning i didn't see lala in person but um i've heard from everyone who's seen her that she's like absurdly gorgeous uh sheena is very pretty too but Sheena's like so – after knowing what Sheena looked like season one to now, it's like, sure. Like her face is totally different, you know? But she does look – she is beautiful. Ariana – they give Ariana a moment. They're like, so, Ariana, how are you doing? She's like, man, Tom's so busy. I just wish I had time with my boyfriend. I'm like, well, you know, she had to have something to contribute to this conversation. You're with Lala and Katie. It's gonna. It's tough to compete. It really is. 
It's tough to computer, you know? Lisa comes in and Max is the manager now at Tom Tom. Uh, but she has to be like, okay, how many bartenders you have on and how many people in the kitchen? And I really got irritated that she did this on camera to Max. Cause like, let the, he, you know, he knows this. It's just you showing off, but it's, it's embarrassing. She's telling Max, cause he said there's five on the line. And, but she said that, but he's like, but Kiefer, whoever that is, is managing the kitchen tonight. And Lisa's like, but that's on you too. It's all on you at the end of the day. Okay. You don't need to shame and embarrass Max. He knows, but he also isn't going to step on the toes of the, – the service hasn't even started yet. This is the problem. When owners come into a restaurant before the dinner rush and it's dead, their brain starts to go to money, 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 money. We're spending money. We're spending money. We're not making money. And they want to cut. Get us through the fucking rush. Then we cut. Okay? Thank you. Anywho. Lisa joins the ladies and she's like, oh my God, you're all looking so gorgeous. And Lana goes, lots of cum to the face. Ugh, shut up. Shut the fuck up, Lala. She just does this shit for shock factor. It's like, it's just crass. No, you're not getting cum to the face. And she even admits it because Lisa's like, that's not, what are you talking about? That's not even happening. She's like, I have to talk about it because I'm not really getting it. If I can't talk about it, then I'm really drying up in all areas. What? I mean, did I, what? No, that just means what you said was not true. That wasn't the reason why you look beautiful. You just wanted to say something shocking because when you get uncomfortable, that's what you do. I need this chick to go through. I need her to go to like some sort of, I don't know, some sort of like she needs like a reading with Jamie Stein. She does, but she needs it to be. She needs like an intensive with him. He needs to tap real deep into her. Real like something, some she doesn't even know is going on because it's a cover up for something. It's something. Lisa's like, I'm going to Sir to see James. Are you guys going? And Lala's like, no, I will not be going. And I completely forgot this because I was like, oh, wait, is it because of James? Like, she's like, I will not see Schwartz. I was like, what? And then I forgot that Schwartz maintained a friendship with Randall. And Lala, in her confession, she's like, I gathered everyone on Sheena's rooftop and told them that no one was to communicate with him because I was about to go into a huge custody battle and we're not about to be sharing friends, information, blah, blah, blah. Schwartz just had to go play pickleball with Randall. Now, this is prior to the LA Times article coming out, I'm assuming, but... I, I can't, I'm so I don't get it. Like, I don't, I don't get it. But here's, I'm going to go to the other side of that. Lala forced them to deal with, don't talk about my man. My man is a stand-up man all the time. And they all have clearly known that Randall is a sleazebag this entire time. But they've been unable to tell her. So they're like, okay. So... I bet at some point 
they thought, well, I guess she doesn't mind. It's clear that she doesn't care that this guy's kind of a piece of shit. Kind of. Pretty much. Because he hooks us up with private jets and yachts and vacations and stuff. So I can't hate the guy. So there we go. So when Lala said that she didn't want to, you know, have anyone talking to him because he'd been cheating on her, because at that time, that's kind of all it was, right? It was like he had been cheating. According to Schwartz, that's what he thought. In his head, I wonder if he was like, yeah, but he's always been like a piece of shit. Like, is it now just because everyone knows and he's been busted and pictures were released and now you can't turn the other way? So I'm trying to see where Schwartz was coming from here because I don't think Schwartz or Tom are bad people and they know a lot more than we as the audience do. We have to remember that. We only saw what the camera showed us. They all ignored a bunch of shit and didn't talk about a bunch of shit on camera about Randall because Randall was hooking them up with cool vacations and stuff. Super generous like that. And they chose to ignore the stuff that Lala told them to shut up about. No one could say anything. That's what really pissed me off at the reunion last year when she was like, no one said to me any of this, that you guys saw him out with people and doing X, Y, and Z. And they're like, anytime we would, you would yell at us. No, none of you guys told me. None of you guys. Are you? Okay, but you literally told, like, would flip the fuck out. And... Imagine if they did. Imagine if they did tell her, like, this is what happened. This is what happened. We saw him over here talking to these girls. What was she going to do? Go confront him and then he would deny it. And then what would happen? You know, they probably he'd buy her something. They'd get back together and then you're the asshole. So what were they supposed to do? They were together for years. The group clearly got used to existing like that. So that's where I'm thinking, excuse me, uh, that's where I'm thinking Schwartz's head was at. So when Lala sees that Schwartz played pickleball, she texts him, you're cut, dude. Spend time with Rand. Very hurt and disappointed in you. Schwartz goes, La, it's nothing personal. Just pickleball and shooting the shit. What happened between you guys is between you and him. Lala goes, oh, it's personal. Trust me. But you couldn't even get on your own wife's team. How could I expect you to be on mine? I'm good on you. I don't associate with weakness. <laughs> Fuck. Brutal. But I also like respect it too. So I kind of, I don't know whose side I'm on here. Cause like, I don't, you guys have already heard my issues with Lala. Um, she's, really playing like she had no clue. Then she talks about the LA Times article coming out. And she's like, evidently he was running a casting couch, using assistance to run drugs, and they're adding up to $25 million in lawsuits. And it confirmed what 50 Cent said, Randall is a mini Harvey Weinstein, but with way less money and power. I struggle so much with this, so much with this, because Lala just, 
you didn't know any of this when it when she was in her party phase she had to have known that he would use assistance to get drugs she had to have known that right and then i know that she quit drinking at some point which meant that he probably had to keep it away from her but prior to that you know that was part of it you know it was then the casting couch thing was she turning a blind eye Yes, women do that. That is fair. She, I can believe that she was able to live in denial about that. I can't believe that. But so many people were constantly coming out and saying that Randall owed them money. And she was just ignoring it over and over and over and over again. I really struggle with her acting completely innocent and unaware of it. But I also don't, she, cause she was so young. When you look at a picture of Lala, when she met Randall, she looks 19. So that's grooming. Are you crazy? Oh my God. So I also don't want to victim blame because I feel like that was grooming too. So she was also a victim in it, but then she's acting like such a, like she's not taking any ownership of it, but we've yet to see. We really do. We've yet to see. There's so much more to come. So I'm not leaning fully into every opinion because let's see how it plays out, honestly. So last week I was going through it. I had an emotional week. And when I get emotional, I like to binge eat, unfortunately. And I wish it was healthy foods, but no, it is not. It's fast food, it's cheese, it's all the things that really hurt my stomach. But it occurred to me that I was actually not doing so bad in the stomach department. And I was like, oh my God, it's because I'm taking the Just Thrive probiotic. And I'm, I also think it's the combo with the other product, Just Calm. I'm telling you guys, if these products can withstand a week of my emotional binge eating, it can withstand anything because that's like putting them through a war zone. Just Thrive Probiotic, the thing that really separates it is this strain is able to arrive in your gut alive. And what it does is it eliminates bad bacteria and replenishes the good and it produces antioxidants right there in the gut. If you have kids and they don't like taking pills, you can also open the capsules and sprinkle it into foods and drinks so you can, it's good for the whole family. But the next level stress-busting mood support is just calm. Now look, things are going to happen, life happens, a pill is not going to fix everything, but I was surprised at how well I was able to handle these stresses. I had a healthier response to it. I was a little steadier, a little more serene and balanced. I I had mental clarity. I was still able to focus. I was more alert and I was still able to get some sleep and I had enough energy to continue to work out, which is very important to do when you're having a hard week. And the thing about Just Thrive products is they have more clinical research than just about anyone else in the industry. They're all natural and they have a money back guarantee, a bottom of the bottle guarantee. So you don't have anything to lose here. If you're ready to up your wellness game and beat bloat, 
digestive issues, stress, and more, you can get 15% off a bottle of Just Thrive Probiotic and a bottle of Just Calm with promo code SHESPEAKS at JustThriveHealth.com. While you're there, check out all their other research-based products because they've got it all. Everything you can imagine for optimal gut health and immune health. There's even something for your fur baby, all with a bottom of the bottle guarantee. So take control of your health this year with Just Thrive. There is no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to hair care because your hair and your hair goals are unique to you. Like I am dealing with a lot of hair loss and shedding, and I also deal with a very oily scalp. That's just me though. But thanks to my personalized pros routine, I'm excited to be more in love with my hair than ever. Pros makes custom hair care that's effective because it's personal. Using natural ingredients with proven results, Pros customizes every product in your routine from shampoo to supplements. So first, Pros starts by asking about my hair goals. My hair goals are more volume, more shine, more hair growth, and less shedding, also less oily scalp. They do an in-depth consultation where they ask about you as a person, unexpected things too, like what are your eating habits or where do you live or how often do you exercise? Next, pros analyze all those answers and handpick clean ingredients to help me reach my hair goals. So I have got my first order, part one of my order has just come in and I'm so excited. I am going to be using a pre-shampoo scalp mask. I didn't even know that existed, but the ingredients in them sound so natural. I want to drink them. Grapefruit oil for scalp soothing, kombucha tea and prebiotics for scalp health. These are just the pre, pre, that's in the pre-shampoo scalp mask. In the shampoo itself for sebum control. So for my oiliness, there's kale, spirulina and vitamin B6. I didn't even know you could put that in a shampoo. I got a leave-in conditioner. I also have supplements coming. What I'm excited about is I've been kind of cherry-picking products that I think would be good for my hair. This feels like a very well-round... I feel like I'm in good hands. They've listened to me. They know all my issues. And the reason they ask where you live is they take into consideration things like UV rays, environmental factors, UV rays, water, pollution, humidity, wind, right? Isn't that cool? As a carbon-neutral certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. If you're not 100% positive Pros is the best hair care you've had, they will take the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the key to achieving all your hair goals this year. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash she speaks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash she speaks for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. All right. The Sir Party is underway. James Kennedy is rocking it out. Raquel and Charlie, though, they sneak, putting that in quotes, a shot of tequila. But clearly you're not going to get in trouble for this because clearly clearly you guys don't really work here. Because if you're, why would you need to sneak it? You got cameras on you. Okay? Because in real life, if I was the manager on duty and you're not technically supposed to be drinking, when this got aired, I'd be like, okay, well, then you're fired. 
Lisa comes in, and this is where this is where uh, James says that Allie works at Soho House. He's like assistant something. Mm-mm. So they are living together. They are living together. James is like Pamela Anderson got married in a day. Um, is that a relationship you want to emulate or look up to? <laughs> Lisa asks if he's drinking, and like. James's soul leaves his body. He's like, what is the right answer here? What do I sh- – um, what? She's like, I'm not mad, but, like, if you're able to drink, then fine. He's like, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. And then his reasoning is, when Raquel left me, I started drinking. Wonderful. Mm, nothing like a great, horrible crisis in one's life to relapse a person. Always a good thing. And he goes, frankly, it was a new fucking year. It was 2022. I'm James fucking Kennedy. Let me live. Oh, okay. Oh, that explains it. I, don't you guys feel better? Don't you guys feel better after hearing that? Oh, I did. Mm, oh, oh, okay, cool. Okay. Oh, guys, <laughs> I was worried. But when you put it like that, never mind. I feel better. Okay, that's better. He said, but I'm not drinking at work. <laughs> I, and I knew Raquel would be here. So that's interesting. Anywho, the gang arrives. Katie, Ariana, Sheena, and the Toms. They get there, and Raquel is their server. Schwartz is like, I'm going to get a Florida tattoo. And Katie's like, oh, to cover it up. Is it a cover-up tattoo? And he's like, no, I'm going to keep the Bubba tattoo. It was a happy time in my life. They tell Schwartz, though, that that Lala, she's not there because of him. And he's like, I do not owe her an apology. And Katie's like, okay, have you read the LA Times article? And he's like, all right, but you can't captain hindsight me. I just wanted to play some pickleball, man. I still don't really hear him saying, like, I don't want to hang out with him anymore. Because gross. I'm like, are you going to? So you're going to, okay, cool. They all pay with their American Express cards. Yes. Peter going up to James to, you know, just wanted to, I want to let you know man to man that I'm going to take Raquel out. You know, this is why you kind of have to love Peter though, because it was the right thing to do. But like, it just, you know, because he doesn't care. He knows it'll set him up for being made fun of, but he's like, but I'm, I'm a good person. Like, there's nothing – Peter's not wrong for this, but it's like you are bordering on becoming a creep. All right, so James goes to the bathroom, and who does he run into? Raquel. So first question, he's like, are you tipsy? Which is – it's already, like, low-key, very controlling. Like, why do you need to ask that question, you know? It's just she's left being like, yeah, a little – and then she's like, why are you not tipsy? And again, he's like, uh, uh, uh. she's like, I know that you're drinking again. It's fine. And he's like, I am drinking again, but I'm like, I'm not like drinking. Like, I love my wine. And I, I can't wait to go to France and have some red wine with some cheese. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? This is spoken like someone who knows they should not be drinking. This is someone who knows this isn't a good idea. And Raquel's like, with your girlfriend? James is like, Raquel, I learned a lot of lessons in those two and a half years of not drinking. Sorry, I'm butchering accents. I These are going to be like seven different British accents. I cannot do accents to save my life. 
Like British accents become Australian accents. Like, forget it. But oh, then he throws, but also if I'm gonna quit again, it's not, it's gonna be for me and not an ultimatum in a relationship. Okay, bro. Now, he's just angry. He's so angry at her. So he is going to do anything he can to poke a button. So that was a poke. He's like, he, this is where James is so sinister. He he knows exact he knows he knows where to poke buttons because he installed them. He's like, oh, guess remember how I gave you a, a total hang up, a total uh, PTSD from me being a bad drunk? Watch this. Um, I'm gonna quit for me, not an ultimatum from a relationship. And Raquel, this is bold. I want to be able to check in with you, make sure everything is good. Jimmy's like, yes, Allie. She's like, wow. He's like, you don't need to check in with me. She's like, you just called me. You just accidentally called me your new girlfriend's name. Raquel's like, I know I don't need to check in on you, but at the same time, not talking to you for six months and now you have a new girlfriend, like, I wish you guys all the best. That didn't make sense. And he goes, yeah, love of my life. She's like, love of your life? Well, that's what you said about me. He's like, hmm, things change. <laughs> Are you okay? Fucking dick. But Raquel, you should have walked away. You should have walked away. This is where we're going to get Raquel's villain origin story, I'm assuming. She kept believing the best in James. She kept being like, James is a good person. He's really good. And they were like, wake up, wake up. She's like, no, he's a good person. And they're like, you are being stupid. He's not treating you right. She's like, what? And now she's like, okay, maybe we broke up, but I can still check in on you. And he's like, nope, I'm going to be like, love of my life. Mm -hmm. Well, things change and treat you like shit. So he's like, are you okay? And she's like, no. I'm not okay. But then she, Raquel gives us another stupid confessional. James is my best friend, and he literally found my replacement in three weeks. Like, companies replacing their secretaries take longer than three weeks. No, they don't. Okay? Companies need to replace secretaries, like, the next day. All right? They get temps, and they get a new secretary immediately. So shut up. James, like, I've never felt so connected to somebody. Can't you just tell that he is lying? And then Ricky's like, I can't have this conversation, okay? I need to go now. I've got to pee. I'm bursting. But then Raquel won't stop. She's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to make sure you're doing okay. Okay, let him leave. And then she, like, leans against the wall when he goes into the bathroom. She, like, puts her hands over her face and then, like, twirls her hair. Okay, girl. I'm trying. So next day, Sheena and Raquel go to Shape House. Lala and Katie are at Lala's office, I guess, and they're putting furniture together. So that's what people are up to. Dude, how does Lala not know who Bob Villa is? Or Villa? She's like, is he on Bob the Builder? No. But James comes over and immediately Lala's like, let me remind everyone that I'm James's true love. It's true, though. 
I'm to this day, that's what I'm thinking in my head. She's like, you look really good, James. I may have to break you and your girlfriend up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then they talk about how Peter is dating Raquel and apparently went up and grabbed her face and kissed her at Sir. Wasn't he working? The fuck? But over at the Shape House, Sheen is like, so did Peter take you home last night? She's like, yeah, but he slept on the couch. And she is like, did you guys make out again? She's like, not that I recall. And then she doesn't even remember kissing him at Sir, which means that she was that drunk. And Peter took advantage. So James tells Katie and Lala that Allie moved in. And they're like, you're kidding. And he's like, uh, nope. But Raquel's sweet here she's like i hope that Allie doesn't suffer from low self-esteem like i did and you know james still has a temper and i think Allie is going to be in for a rude awakening if this chick didn't do research on james then it's i'm not sad honestly but raquel is in a, is in the place where she's like i cannot believe what i put up with i cannot believe what i tolerated and i'm all for growth and you know, I have been through it. I've I've been like a whole different person when I look back on my life. I'm like, who the fuck was that? I do not like that person at all. I was in such an ugly relationship for so long. So but I'm just not loving this iteration of Raquel. But I want to. I want to love all the women. All the women are going through things and I want to be there with them. But I just don't like the way Raquel handled that. In case you missed it, at the premiere uh, of Vanderpump, at the premiere party of Vanderpump Rules, Raquel was on the red carpet and she was like, she was asked, do you regret kissing Tom Schwartz? And she was like, no, no. And said the reason that they didn't have a relationship or didn't pursue anything is because of Katie. Jesus. Like, I know I was like, ooh, I really like Schwartz and Raquel being together, but I'm also like, have a little respect now that i'm now that i'm more entrenched in the world again i'm like show some respect lala points out to james like this whole like you're this is the love of your life blah 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 phase is exactly what you did with raquel in the beginning just saying and james is like yeah but i was also still djing at sir and having fun here in la and lala's like um did we finally admit we were still having fun and they show the montage or the flashback of all the different women that came out and claimed they had sex with James Kennedy. And he'd be like, uh, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. And he is like smiling. He's like, no, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I, I, I didn't. And then Lala confesses that when they were both very new in their relationships, they definitely hooked up. They'd gone to Chicago. They started drinking before they even got on the plane. And James's confession is like, like, yeah, she probably had big fucking plans on getting that fat fucking rock on her finger. So she probably wanted to seal the deal yet again with JK before that. I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> God. Lala is like all proud. You know, now she's single. So now she needs to like let she needs it. She's advertising. She's like, that's why he said I do handstands because I definitely did handstands. The Toms go to the Belmont. Oh, the Belmont. 
they were for a period of time they were always at the Belmont the cast Sandoval points out he's like man you and Katie were bickering like you guys are still together over the Randall thing and they're both like you know you don't owe Lala anything and Sandoval points out that he's like when they first got together she was like I'll suck your dick for a Range Rover and he goes maybe she should have known not to get knocked up by a dude like that you know this has got a sting because Lala was so vocal on all their other relationships and how she had the best one and she knew it all so this is probably tough for them to transition to like poor Lala she didn't see this coming because like everyone probably did and Sandoval's confessional, he's like, seems insane. She didn't see the whole casting couch thing coming when they would literally role play like that. So Schwartz is saying, he's like, I'll make it right with Lala for the sake of my friendship with Katie. Which is sweet, but he doesn't. <laughs> Allie getting dressed, like James telling her what to wear. She just, it's like, I'm, this is too weak. She's too weak for James. It doesn't look right. Now we're at Hotel Ziggy. This place looks fun, huh? James is there once a month, but he wants to up it. I'm like, do it. James Kennedy belongs there. Allie sits and she chats with Lala and Katie. Um, She's like, I've been, she's not drinking that much because she's being good lately. So Lala tells Allie that she's like, do you have injections in your lips? You don't need them. Cut to her confessional. She's like, James loves a thin-lipped bitch. Why did you go out of your way to tell her that she doesn't need them when you are just going to make fun of her? So, okay, here's, this is Allie. She's like, yeah, moving in was the most spontaneous thing I've ever done. Like, it all happened so fast. Like, we were just, like, having so much fun. And then it just, like, kind of happened. And it feels, like, so organic. Shut up. Lala goes, do you not get nervous? She goes, get nervous? Idiot! What do you mean, get, what do you, what are you talking about? Well, I was like, that James was engaged? Allie goes, I was hesitant. And then she goes, speaking of, and Raquel enters. They have met briefly before. But as soon as Raquel comes over into Allie's vicinity, James, like, leans over and kisses her and makes a point, right? The Tom show up and Schwartz greets Katie as bub. Just kind of weird, right? He does say hi to Lala. Schwartz is talking to Peter. He's like, I have no desire to date. And then he's like, but hey, what's going on with Raquel? Which is interesting. And he's like, it's flowing and I like her. So I'll keep on pursuing. <laughs> so creepy. It's so creepy. There is a quick shot of the guy in the towel and nothing else who will come up later. Quick shot of him. Just walking around the party. Katie's confessional, she's because like Logan and her are looking at like guys at the party. And she's like, I don't know. I feel kind of weird when Tom's here, like looking for guys. Um, but she and her confessional is like, I've made out with three people and had sex with two. Hmm. 
Raquel pulls Allie aside to talk, and this conversation is very sweet, but I wanted to smack Allie. But Raquel was very sweet. Allie was like, I want to be considerate of your feelings, especially since we're in the same circle now. No, you're not. You're dating James. Don't get it twisted. Okay? Know your place. See? Fucking thirsty. She just wants to be on the show. Raquel's like, it's hard, you know, because you're in love with the guy and I was too. So, so sweet. So sweet, Raquel. And Allie's like, I appreciate your guys' relationship because, you know, he would have been completely different if he didn't have you. (laughs) I feel like we low-key switched lives. (laughs) Bitch! Okay. You need to check it right now. And if you wanted to switch lives with someone, you wanted to switch it with Raquel? Raquel, who was dealing with James Kennedy? Are you out of your mind? Raquel's like, well, he moved on so fast. It made me question, like, if he ever really loved me. And Natalie's like, he's just, like, a fast person. Like, he just, like, goes, like, 100 miles a minute. Like, he's just so, like, motivated and fun, like, a fun energy to be around. (laughs) They cut over to James with the perfect, like, the perfect moment to cut over he's like playing as long as like go 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 like insane but then Raquel's like at the same time there were moments that I had to watch what I said because I didn't want to make him mad like watch out girl and Allie's like oh yeah but like I'm not afraid to rock the boat sure then creepy guy Comes up, he steps like on the Ottoman thing and he's like, You want a shot or anything? What's your name? And they're like, Okay, go away. And he's like, You're sitting on my fucking couch. By the way, when he asks for their name, Raquel doesn't answer, but stupid Allie's like, Raquel, excuse you. Don't shut up. So they leave, but there's no explanation for this guy. Why are you in a towel? His face is blurred. So Raquel, she's like, I need to figure out what moving on means to me. Now Schwartz pulls Lala aside. I did not see it going like that at all. He's like, from my point of view, it seems absurd The cheating is bad, but you cut me out of your life for hanging out with someone seven months after it happened. And Lala goes, I don't ask for much, Schwartz. I would never over cheating tell you not to hang out with someone. True. Schwartz goes, I'll be honest. The fact that you wanted to have a meeting, it felt a little egocentric to me. Um, but, okay. Lala's like, you better take that back. He's like, I won't take it back. (laughs) From my point of view, it felt like that. She's like, well, from my point of view, you're weak. He goes, you're weak. (laughs) What the hell's happening? Lala's like, if anybody else was in my situation, they'd be taken the fuck out. I'm not a weak bitch. Schwartz says that when he hung out with Randall, it was not malicious. Dude, shut up, Schwartz. Shut the fuck up. Don't even say that. Don't be like, he just wants the best for everyone. 
But he goes, what you sent me via text was malicious. You said you don't associate with weakness. You stand by that? Lala goes, I don't associate with weakness. (laughs) Schwartz says it hurt his feelings. He's like, it was the lowest point in my life. And Lala's like, I apologize for my timing. Lala's Lala goes, but Schwartz, you have to pick a side. He's like, that sounds absurd. And Lala's confessional, this is the year of burning bridges. And I'm okay with that. And Lala goes to Schwartz, you have to stand for something. And they do this slow-mo shot that's like euphoria. It's a, it's Katie and and I think Logan. And then it's Ariana and Allie dancing in super slow motion. And then it's like Raquel from across the room, like looking towards the camera with like neon lighting. <laughs> it was so cool. Oh my God, it was so good. And then we got the amazing, like this season on. Oh, it's so good. It's such a good premiere. So excited for what's to come. Yeah. I don't know what I would have wanted. I don't want really anything more of. We got barely any Sheena. Uh, barely any Ariana. And I don't really mind uh, that. I love Ariana. Don't get me wrong. Love her. Uh, but I don't need her to be like pushing and trying to get involved in drama because she to me is just great commentary on what's going on. She's got a level head. She provides good feedback. So I like that for her. Sheena, I I I enjoy that Sheena's taking a little bit of a stand back. She's gonna have her wedding. Let's let her, you know. But she she'll get involved in some shit. She's just gonna be messy, I'm sure. She's gonna she's gonna be like, wait, shit, I haven't done enough things. So let me uh, let me pull something out of my ass. She'll do something like that. But then she's going to get married. This will be her wedding season. Oh, we've already done this. Um, Pia and I are doing season three, and that's her getting married season. So this is going to be a lot of Sheena getting married. Oh, my God. What a fun thing to be doing at the same time. Oh, my God. That'll be good. By the way, if I haven't said it enough, sign up for the Patreon where you can follow that because it's exclusive. The season three is exclusive to the Patreon. Fun thing to watch in tandem. Oh, in case you missed it, no family karma this week, in case you missed it and didn't listen to the Jersey episode. Anywho, love you guys, Mina. Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, would you mind leaving me a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you are listening? If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget there's the super thanks option down at the bottom, the little button with the dollar sign and the heart. And also I'm on buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo if you want to buy me a little coffee or two or five. And my Patreon, that is where I'm covering all of the classic Bravo jams. If you want to follow me over there and subscribe, link is in the description. And follow me on Instagram and TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. And whoever the guest was for today, all their information is always in the episode description. So if you want to follow them and check them out, check there for the info. And any of the sponsor codes that I mentioned in this episode will also be in the description. I love you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.